0: Now that he'll be out of the way, Stanhope will be able to buy up that land no problem. You should have just taken the offer from Slaughter when you had the chance. Now I have to drag you in this week's issue. Okay, so now that I have turned in the article, time to do some more digging on our Mysterious boss. There's no way this guy doesn't have some dirt on him. No one can hide from Tess Valdez.
1: Now, Miss Valdez, didn't your boss tell you not to go snooping around for me anymore?
0: How did you get in here? Who are you?
1: Why don't you use your powers and see for yourself?
0: How do you know about my powers?
1: Why do you think I told Slaughter to acquire you for our team?
0: What are you? I've never been blocked like this before.
1: It's not what I am, Ms. Valdez. It's what I have.
0: So, did you just come here to strong-arm me into stopping my search for you? Kind of defeats the purpose of you showing up here if you wanted to stay hidden.
1: I'm not here to strong-arm you. You've already had your warning.
0: Oh, so you're gonna kill me? I'll have you know I have precautionary measures set up in case of my untimely death.
1: Ah, yes. Your little failsafes. Should I tell your sister, Gabriella, to release all the files you've kept hidden about our little operation?
0: How did you know she has them?
1: Or do you want me to visit your little brothers
0: again? If you hurt them, I swear to God,
1: I'll- You'll what? Use your mind-reading powers to smear me on page six?
0: I can do a lot more than that.
1: I know you can. And that's the only reason you're not gonna die like the rest of your family.
0: Die like the rest of my family? (laughs)
1: Sleep. Slaughter, we need a new gossip columnist. And this time, make sure you get one that knows their place. Back to Critical B. It's Passion de los Passions edition. So we are still inside of the Coma Machines, the White Rabbit Machines. Um, at this point, they, the Fun Bunch, have gone from Generation Three to Generation Two. Uh, they found themselves in this fucking swanky ass gold plated mansion, and they heard, uh, they heard this very very demanding voice calling out for gingham. They have no clue what that is. So before we get to what some people refer to as playing a role-playing game, let's have everyone... uh <laughs> so if I want to introduce uh, what playbook you're playing from the game Passions, which once again is made by friend and past guests of the show, Brandon uh, Leon Gambetta, make sure to go check it out and you can go uh, look it up on Kickstarter and actually pre-order the game if you did not back it during the Kickstarter and get all the good stuff. So let's uh, let's start off with Jerry, or I guess Paul, what playbook from Passions are you playing Jerry as for this episode? I'm playing as La Empleada
2: or the employee. The employee. And I am just the, yeah, the house. So Jerry is playing as, he's Fred. He's accidentally shown up in this universe as Fred and he's wearing a polo shirt that has the Doom Armit logo, but underneath it, it has an embroidery. It's Doom Armit gold. <laughs> so this is the luxury high end gig Doom Armit function. So he's we- he's wearing that and it's very, it's nicer than the regular shirt,
1: but it's basically that. And it looks like Jerry and he's blonde. All right. And then, uh, Shelby, what playbook are you playing Alex as?
3: I am playing El Caballero. This, this is one of my favorite playbooks. I really like him. Uh. Um, uh, just very uh, confident and steadfast, and, and handling things with guile.
1: Yes, the uh, the gentle. That's how you say that word. Last, but not least, Shannon. What playbook will you be playing, Kim? As in *Passions de los Passion?
4: I'll be playing her as El Jefe, which is the boss. I have. Uh, I didn't. I should have mentioned last time. I said I had a gun. I should have clarified. I have a crazily large pistol an eye patch, a massive pile of cash, a helicopter, a long black limo, a trunk full of drugs, and a small crew of thugs. Do you have all of those? Yes, because my two of my advancements I, or yeah. I took as one of my advancements to get three more props, so I just have so much <laughs> stuff. But I uh, just yeah. roll up
1: with a. Yeah. A so Kim, Kim has outrageous to access to stuff. <laughs> just, yeah. So uh, once again, we're we're gonna be playing with a different rule set. This is uh, Passions Passions. You know, we're gonna hear some moves and stuff. You don't recognize? Uh, go go check out the game to figure out what we're doing. Uh, and we'll say what we're doing too as we go. Um, so let's, let's jump the, the fuck into this. So y'all are in this fucking awesome mansion. It looks great. And you're hearing this voice calling, "Giggum, Giggum, please. I need Giggum." You hear from behind you this, this animatronic voice. Uh, coming, man, I'm coming. And you see this robotic version of Jerry's dad wheeling out. It kind of has like the, you know, it looks like Jerry's dad, but like how like Rosie from the Jetson has like the (laughs) wheel feet. It's kind of like that.
4: Mm-hmm, the weird feet,
1: and but you do see on this robot's uh, on on this robot's chest, it has a T on it as it just goes up to help this. And you don't see the woman that was calling. So what are y'all doing?
3: Alex is, is standing by the window, kind of like with her her hand above the window, leaning against the side of the wall and looking off into the distance. She's got again, she's got like a, a loose, flowing, um, like light shirt tucked into her 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 jeans, and it, it, she just looks like. Kind of far off A little bit tortured But very Her her Like there's a breeze The window's closed yeah, there was, But there's definitely but some, A breeze Somehow ah, there ah. is A breeze Her shirt's ruffling And her mm-hmm. her hair Is, is rustling But it it's also Still perfectly in place it's, it's really an enigma But that's what What she's up to There's
4: like a There's like a dark alcove uh, With very harsh shadows And Kim is standing And leaning against the wall And she has like A cleaning cloth And she's just like Cleaning a massive gun It's kind of like Glowering <laughs> in the corner It's like a beautiful Like very exciting Expensive, kind of like looks almost gold and platinum, this huge gun, and she's just sitting there menacingly cleaning it, also not saying anything.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Jerry as, uh, this is the thing, Jerry does not look like Jerry. You two kind of look like Kim and Alex in these, and these roles, but Jerry does look like the uh, weird masking of Fred uh, from whenever he infiltrated. Uh, and then Jerry isn't really doing anything like as cool. So Jerry's actually
2: standing around and he's sort of looking at the little digital watch, the cool little digital watch track body tracker thing he's wearing. And then it shocks him. <laughs> he's like, what's that? Shocks him again and he like reaches into his phone and it, like shows a look like points to his pocket and he reaches into his pocket and pulls out his phone. And he sees sees that he's logged into the Doom Armit Gold app and that he needs to be damn dusting something. So he looks around and starts Dusting something, he start yeah. It starts cleaning up, like not doing a
1: great job, but yeah, figures out this is this is mandatory. Uh, I love it. So yeah, so that that's the scene. Y'all y'all doing that. Alex, you're pensively looking out, just like you know the the weight of the world on his shoulders, and you kind of get a kind of get a view of what's around this mansion. Um, you see across the way other mansions, that, but they're very far away. And then you kind of like as the rain hits and trickles down, everything kind of like uh, your sight kind of lifts above, and you go up and you see that you're y'all are on this cliffs on this like remote island and then you even see this like beautiful script come across like as you look on the island because you're i don't know you don't know how you're seeing it like this but you're just staring outside so hard that you've kind of astral project yourself as you see a title <laughs> screen appear above and it just says, Heaven Cove. <laughs> and then it comes back in, snapping to, and then the door slam open and you see this woman running in, she's screaming and she's talking about, I'll kill those two sons of bitches. They think that they can take me out and they think they can get my inheritance and she stops dead in her tracks and she looks at you, Kim, and she goes, oh my God, the last time I saw you, you tried to kill me. I brandish my gun. What was this person's name and you don't know how you know this but immediately you know that this is this is Tess Valdez And she is one of the uh, the richest people in the world and her and her family all live in their own separate mansions on Heaven Cove and uh, the last time you did see her you were trying to kill her because you were in fact trying to kill her to Impersonate her to then steal her inheritance from the Valdez fortune and you have not seen her since you faked your death on a boat
4: Hello Tess yes, I remember you got lucky I, uh, I kind of, like, look at her, but I'm curious as to what's going on. She has piqued my curiosity, so I put my massive gun, I just slide it into my jacket, my, like, pantsuit jacket, and it just, like, doesn't, it's not bulky, it just, like, naturally goes back in. I say, what what's going on?
1: So if you don't know what's going on, I'm assuming that means the twins didn't send you, did... Gabriella?
4: Don't worry about who sent me, Tess.
1: And then she immediately like whips around as the door closes and, and Alex steps forward. And, and she looks at you and goes, <laughs> I knew you'd come and crawling back. And sure enough, Alex has all these fucking memories of all the times that she, like, her and Tess were best friends. And that like they betrayed one another off and on for various reasons. And sometimes the other one was the bad person. And sometimes the other one was a good person. That's a very mixed relationship. Uh, it's gone back and forth. Yeah, and but but for some reason, Alex understands all this and kind of has, like, a longing to, to greet her friend that she hasn't seen in the longest time. But also, Alex knows deep down that there's something there that Tess is hiding from her.
3: Tess, I'm a different person now. We've had our history, but I, I don't know if I'm ready to let you back in my life.
1: Are you here with her? And she points back at Kim. My gun is back out. Jerry
2: knocks a vase off of the uh, bookcase behind you, breaking the tension.
4: Kim doesn't flinch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, actually Jerry does that, uh, and then you you hear um, like a little panel shift up, and you hear uh, a robotic voice of your father going, don't worry, I don't get it! And you see uh, another gingham bot come out, and then this one actually has the letter L on its chest, as it just like sucks up all the broken glass uh, and the, into it, and then goes back into the little wall compartment.
3: Well, that was a little unsettling. I would like to process my feelings out loud.
1: I love it. So, uh, <laughs> narratively, the way this game works is it's perfect and the only game that's uh, ever been created. So, this is,
3: yeah, this is it. I mean, this should it's be the only thing the that anyone ever plays. It's a very fun 49 game. Forty-nine
1: episodes of what some people call an actual play podcast, when we weren't actually playing any game because there, there wasn't is passions. no other game. Okay, so this I this works. There's no set stats. In passions because whenever you do something because math is for Well, dorks. there's different variations. So like some of them you'll ask like questions of like yes or no, and every time you get a yes, you get a plus one or no, you get a minus one. But process you feeling out loud is actually a very interesting one because when that happens, the other players that aren't doing the move become the audience members. So for process your feelings out loud, uh, you ask each member of the audience if they're rooting for you and each one will give you a plus one or plus zero. A yes is a plus one, no is a zero. So if people are rooting for you not. Alex, before anyone can vote on this, you have to process your feelings out loud to Tess.
3: I sigh heavily and I, I look back out the window. I speak out loud, it's just, what are we doing here? Tess is back, Kim is, who knows what she's up to fred is just constantly constantly making us question why we pay for his services just constantly breaking things but i just don't what do we do here i feel like i have i have some purpose some some reason to be here in heaven cove but i just i just don't know how i feel i mean tess is toxic and this whole situation just you never know what people are gonna do i have to reconcile things with her and we have to figure out what's going on.
1: So you, you say this all out loud and then like uh, there, there's like a little piano sting. Shannon, as an audience member, are you rooting for Alex at this moment or not? Yes, I am. Paul. Yes, Joel. Is that like you're saying like, yes, Joel, is like <laughs> you want to know what I wanted you to say or you're saying yes, you're rooting for Al- Alex? I want to know what you want me to say. Are you rooting for Alex? I'm going to say no. Actually, I don't <laughs> yeah, really dump trust dump Alex here. This <laughs> seems a little weird. Also, just cinematically, uh, so everyone knows too. As this speech was happening, there's like a shot, as like as Tess has mentioned, there's a shot of like Tess reaching out to like put her put her hand on her friend's shoulder as she like pulls it back, and then there's once again like you know we're talking about Kim being up to no good. She she is just polishing the shit out of this gun, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, Fred is cleaning stuff and just hears out loud that somebody's being mean to him and Fred looks sad. Uh, And then we cut back as uh, Alex, you'll get a plus one on your process, your feelings out loud roll. All right. Um,
3: Well, I got a four. So I did not hit, but that's Um, fine.
1: (laughs) So what's going to happen is, is that you're going to go ahead and you're going to mark one stress because as soon as uh, you say that, Tess turns you around and slaps you straight in the face and she goes, how dare you give the exact same speech my father gave whenever we were all dying on that boat and Fred (laughs) knocked the lever over to make the boat sink because he's the (laughs) worst.
3: He's, he, he really, okay, I, I, I.
1: We'll, was we'll get back accident. to this,
3: but I... Why I, I, oh, would you have a
1: lever to make some boats
3: It's
2: a
1: terrible idea. Because that's the, Val- <laughs> the Valdez signature boat thing, is where you can make it sink if you need it to, and that's how we made our fortunes and you know that, Fred. And also, and then she pulls out a phone and, like, hits something, and you get, like, a shock from your phone. Um, <laughs>
2: as As
1: that as, as Dumarmic task comes up and says, shut your mouth. No,
2: you're right. <laughs> the, 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 the penguins all the penguins all looked much better, all
1: oily like that. Yeah, and you get shocked again as you speak, and it says, seriously, I'm trying to speak, and you're poor.
3: I, like, I'm, like, rubbing my feet. I'm like, maybe this is why Tess and I aren't friends anymore. She hits me a lot. That's not-
1: Uh, And then we do a flashback. Alex, you're (laughs) terrified because you start wondering what this is. And then we're going to flashback to preparations uh, as Alex, you you don't really know how you're doing this and no one else is in the room, but what you see- is you're gonna choose to roll one to three stress because you are now flashing back to seeing some preparations of the twins and you, once again, don't know how you know this, but their names are Fernando and Jose. You see the twins plotting against Tess as you found yourself in another mansion in Heaven Cove. This one, you could tell this was like Tess's mansion and it was gold. And then the twins is an emerald emerald, uh, clad mansion. The bonus you get on this is you choose if you want to spend one to three stress and you get that many points like that that many bonuses
3: okay i will spend 2 stress and that does make me frazzled. I'm a little stressed out, but that's okay. All right, I'm glad I spent two because that's a seven.
1: You get to choose one off of the list from flashbacks to preparation, so you can have like a fabricated piece of evidence that you can use against Tess that you know about the twins. Uh, you arrange for somebody to be in the right place or the right time, or you stowed away something hidden because you're like trying to think of why you're mad at Tess, and now you're realizing that the twins who uh, you know are trying to, pretty much you know all the Valdez kids are trying to steal the other one's inheritances constantly it is It is a constant thing that is always happening that is kind of a driving force in all of their lives and actions and so this is kind of like where the flashback to preparations is because you know you kind of have a one-up on Tess right now that you realize as soon as she slapped you
3: I do think in my head, what, wait, wait wait, wait wh- okay cause like I've got, I'm like 50% Alex and then 50% Caballero and I'm like, what the wait okay 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 kim kim and jerry are gone i'm in i'm um okay all right that's that's okay fernando and jose are are are, are plotting okay I know what to do. I'm going to arrange for someone to be in the right place at the right time. I'm going to try to like secretly tell. Like I'm gonna leave a cryptic note. Like I know that the brothers are going to be coming into this this wherever I am. So I'm going to leave a cryptic note letting them know that that Tess is is planning to come back.
1: Ooh, okay. So yeah, we we'll, we can uh we can play with that later. So you definitely you've alerted the brothers and so nobody else sees this too, because Alex snaps back as you just kind of find yourself in the room it seems that no time has actually physically passed although you did like galaxy brain yourself to figure this all out okay everyone I made it to my office in the school and I'm gonna resupply real quick give me some status updates new me
3: I have cappies all over the school coast seems clear for now I'm only missing the gym
1: Sounds good. Birdie, do you got eyes on the gym?
3: I'm in the gym and we're clear. I think we lost him, Catalyst.
1: Alright, let's hope so. What about you, Compost?
3: I think you spoke too soon, Birdie! I've got multiple units coming in from the back forest!
1: Okay, Birdie, Numi, meet up with Compost in the back. We need to make sure we're pulling enough attention away from the fun bunch, so we gotta cause a big scene.
3: Copy that!
5: I'm closing in on the back now. Catalyst, just need-
1: Numi, Numi, are you there? Report back. I wouldn't worry about your little friend, Catalyst. Ugh, Wade. Oh, I'm sorry. The principal. Who let you back in that terrible prince costume? Same person who gave me this. <coughs> <coughs> And then we cut over to Kim.
4: My gun is up again, by the way. It just keeps coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Tess, seems like you're in a tough situation here.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, not the, it's not the best, but that's just kind of the Valdez ways. We're always trying to steal the fortunes of, uh, of our siblings. But Fernando and Jose have gone too far this time. And, and well, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen Gabriella in a while, and that, that always worries me. But you might be right here, Kim, and you might have, you know, you always show up whenever I'm... I'm at my lowest, it seems, so let's <laughs> go ahead and get it over with. I know, let's get this song and dance. So, what, What's your proposition? How can you help me, and what do you want?
4: I'll help you take out your brothers for half the inheritance.
1: Oh, and then, like, she, she like, she, like, fucking, like, darts eyes at you, and we cut back, and, like, Kim's gun is, <laughs> a, like, a little larger at this time.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's out again.
1: Yeah, 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 and she it cuts back, and she goes, crafting, well... You and me both know the value. fortune is large enough that even both of us can live off of it forever, and, and buy as many inc- increasingly large guns as, uh, as, as we want. I'm already super
4: rich. I just want to take half her inheritance. So
1: she goes, well, if I make this deal, you got to play by my roles. None of this, none of this double crossing me in the in the in the eleventh hour, like you always do. But I I, I still trust you because there's something about Man you. No, get up and kick that football.
4: I uh. When it cuts back to me, the eye patch is on the other eye for some reason. Just like the, 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 and, and the gun's back out. Yeah. You can trust me, Tess. I never miss.
1: I like that. So I think I think this was just like a straight up kind of deal. And so you can get another le- leverage on Tess and she'll get a leverage on you. Uh, and then we cut over to Fred. Uh, what, what what are you doing at this moment? Because at this point, too, Fred, you're in a weird spot because um, you're going unnoticed, which which Jerry isn't really used to. Not in the sense of the of like Fred is the worker. where, like, if he doesn't try to talk directly to any of them, like you kind of just really blend in the background.
3: Oh yeah, let's say I've I've dramatically left the scene after I confronted us.
1: Ooh, I love that. You just go. You, do you go up the stairs or do you leave the house? I leave the house.
3: Oh fuck yeah, drama.
1: Okay, so we'll get to that later. Uh Fred, what are you doing? And keep in mind, this is a huge ass mansion. Also, Fred. You know this. Uh, you find out that Fred is seemingly the only Dew Marmot employee on Heaven Cove because uh, y'all are on like just these like as shit ass mountains on this island. But the pipe leaf was from the other game. They got weed here too. Weed's everywhere. That's the tight thing about. Don't worry, drugs. I was gonna have that the second. Um, but... So there. So there's this one which which is uh, Tess's mansion and it's gold as fuck. And then you have the twins' mansion, which is emerald as fuck. Gabrielle's is made of rupee, and then. Uh, Mother and like the just mother and father Valdez, uh, which is what they go by, and that's uh, they're very mysterious. Theirs is is just made out of uh, diamonds. As the employee, and because I blend in,
2: I am going to use the move Keys to the Castle because I am going about my business and happen to overhear something. Hmm which is this this exchange here between uh between Kim and Tess. So I'm going to roll with the questions. Do I work here? Sort. Of. So I'm not actually an employee, but, yes. but I am a t- <laughs> am I dressed to blend in? Well, as you know about gig economy workers and the service economy in general, the very wealthy don't our programmed not to see them, and we're designed to hide from them mm-hmm. and sort of just be invisible. So no, no one saw me. So I'm going to get to roll with plus two there. Yeah, is my or we do we do audience or is no, uh, no that's that, that no that's simply for expressing one's feelings. That's yeah, for the feelings one. Well, Jerry knocks another vase over. <laughs> that is a sec- <laughs> that is a six.
1: Jerry's going to mark uh, one stress as he was trying to get closer, and it's weird too because uh, Jerry notices and he ends up, he's actually ends up just dusting Kim's gun. Yeah, and but Jerry yeah but Jerry also notices that this. How va- dare
4: you- you touch my gun it was the exact I'm sorry, same i'm just, just i take out the, my phone uh, and zap. i get, i somehow have the ability to shock him sorry sorry i can't he can't touch my gun okay sorry
2: oh! No, all gold marmot users, all do marmot gold users have the authority to zap 2 Don't make eye Ow. contact
4: with me. Don't look at me. Sorry, sorry. Yes, I
1: I gotta go. Yeah, on a deep level, Kim thinks uh, in the back of her head, like I kind of get Alex at this point. And we cut to Alex. She's walking outside, staring off, and walking. Where is she walking towards? I'm
3: headed towards my motorcycle.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, you get a, hell yeah. You get on your motorcycle and you you go on this because it, it is it is an, it is like an Island top that you're are on, but there's still like a fucking sweet like mountain path you can take ripping around. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and so <laughs> yeah, you're wanna, just like yeah, you're driving like around snake up thinking. The mountain.
3: With the the sunset in the background it's, and it's like so light music tight. playing like, over sun, I this think about. The sun is
1: setting for like 45 minutes straight in the same perfect position. It's like a Dragon Ball Z episode of length. And you get to the <laughs> very mountaintop and you're sitting there watching it as the sun finally sets. And then that's whenever you see pull up, you see uh, Jose on a motorcycle and his brother Fernando and a tiny little sidecar and they're both wearing matching outfits uh three-piece suits and the, it's like red snake leather as they get out mm, Alex Finch the last time we met up here well we both know the deals that we made and we found this and they hold up the letter where you let them know it goes so you finally chose to sell out your best friend To help us steal the fortune.
3: Um, I'm ready to demand what I deserve.
1: Ooh, do it. Don't even fucking wait. For demand what you deserve, you ask these two questions. Are you offering something of value in return?
3: So I I would like to say that the fact that I've offered them that information about where to be... Um, when it's all going down uh they probably don't love me in this moment. Does
1: say, I'll take that as a yes but they yeah, do they love you this moment? Uh, no. we're going to go ahead and say no. So you're going to a plus 1.
3: Ooh, so that is a t-
1: 11. So oh, yes. on a 10 plus uh, remove one of the options they choose from. I get to choose oh, okay. off so of this You get to list, choose something depending
3: on how the scene Because goes. you
1: got a 10 plus, you get to make one of those not an option for me.
3: Ooh, very cool. Let's see. Which is
1: just for the listeners, uh the four options are they can see to your will. They escalate and deny you, they weasel out of it, or they run away.
3: Um, I'm going to get rid of they escalate and deny me.
1: So you demand what you deserve, and then I'll let you know what I pick.
3: And I say, Fernando, Jose, I've given you all the information you need to take down Tess, but I need a cut. I need
1: 50%. Mm. And they, they look at you and they look at each other and go, so that would just leave us the, the 50% to split though. You'd get, you know, there's two of us and one of you should have thought of that before relying on me and then you we, we both see both of the twins kind of side eye each other and there's like kind of like there's like even though like the sun's down there's some like some like kind of like there's like the little trickles of light that just like hit each of their eyes just perfectly as they look at each other and then they turn back to you and go well all right well if you if you've already given us this information what what makes it stop him from just taking you out right here and right now on this mountaintop
3: because I know what you did
1: hey, we Flashback to reveal a shocking truth. Hell yeah, we because do. Because you, you definitely have three leverage over each of them uh, Shelby reveal a shocking truth of the twins.
3: Oh, I know what they did I know what they did
1: go ahead and say what they did it and then we'll give you, you get a roll You get to roll seven. So you get to choose one off of this list
3: I'm gonna say I have unequivocal evidence. This is true. I love it in the form of an old photograph Which is one of my props. I saw what you did I saw you killed Gabriella.
1: <gasps> yeah, and there's just this fucking sting. We then flash, we fucking zoom straight in. To this old-ass photograph we show years ago, there's, like, the two twins running around, and then Gabriella's, like, reaching over to try to get a balloon that is on the chandelier, and the twins are on their fucking bikes, and it's the same thing where one of them is on, like, the tricycle, and the other one has a little sidecar on the tricycle, just as they do on the motorcycle, uh, as is their signature look. And then they're running down the hallway, knocking Gabriella over, and you see them hit, and then we see flashes where there's a gingham unit with a G on it in place of Gabriella for the rest of her life, uh, and because they just programmed a gingham unit to uh, take the place of their sister, and you have the fucking proof.
3: I've got photographs. I saw what you did. I saw that you killed her, and I saw that you replaced her.
1: Go, how did you? How did you figure out her plan it was foolproof? No one ever. No one ever realized that she's been a gingham bot this whole time. <laughs> okay, listen. Whatever you, we, we'll do whatever you want. You can have. You can have as much as the fortune as you just don't. You can't tell anybody because. That's part of one of the clauses in the in, in, in our inheritance is we can't be proven that we killed one of our siblings for the other one. So that's, you know, uh, so this is really damning to get. So just keep that in mind. If you expose us, you get nothing.
3: And if Tess gets it, we're all empty handed. So we're in this together.
1: And then there's like this fucking crack of lightning on top of this mountaintop as the three of you shake hands at once. It's been a minute since I had that knockout hangover. (sighs) Especially with my hands being tied up behind my back like this.
3: It for sure has a nostalgic feel to it.
1: (sighs) Alright, so new me, that means you're alive.
3: Yeah, but not feeling great. Yeah, I'm
1: in that same boat. Any word on the others?
3: Oh, we're over here. Right after you two went silent, we got overrun. Speak for yourself, birdie. I was ready to take them all out. Compost, you drained the life out of at least ten ground troops. You took out plenty. You
4: didn't do so bad yourself, as that tiger? (laughs) What can I say, you know I love tigers.
1: Quiet, someone's coming. Don't worry, I can handle these four. If you got orders from the big guy, you gotta go take care of them.
2: Don't screw this up. With Slaughter finally out of the way, there is room for all of us to move up here, Wade. The name isn't Wade, New Money.
1: It's the principal.
2: I'm not calling you that because it doesn't make any sense. Why are you still going with that? You don't even have a principal theme anymore.
1: It's my look, okay? You just have a big gun and now a very
2: inappropriate outfit. (sighs) You know what? This doesn't matter. Just go do your job. I have to go handle this Predict Kid and his crew.
1: Once we're done with these four, I'll meet back with you. Don't worry.
2: Seriously though, do you even think that what you're wearing is something that you would even want to- (sighs) Nope. I'm not engaging with this. I have to go.
1: Okay, when he gets in here, Birdie... You transform and rush him, and I'm gonna go ahead and assume everyone's already out of their ropes, right?
3: Yes. Obviously. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Let's get ready.
3: Great. Once he's in range, I'll transform to. Uh,
1: I don't think this plan fits me, actually. Birdie! Oh my god, Birdie! Compost, what happened to her?
2: You son of a bitch! I'm, I'm going, going to, to fucking kill, kill you! Kill you!
1: Nolan Void, now! Noobie, no! What's wrong, Catalyst? We finally had a plans. Kim, we cut to you. Where are you at? What are you doing?
4: I start walking outside. I want to uh, flash back to preparations.
1: Okay, yeah, you flash back to preparations. Uh, are you gonna spend one or one to three stress? What are you spending? I'm
4: gonna spend three.
1: Okay, so mark three stress. You get a plus three on your roll. Can You tell me what the preparations you're trying to flash back to, and then we'll roll to see how it goes.
4: They can what kind of motorcycle did they come in on? Like a little sidecar thing? Yeah, like still a little sidecar motorcycle, near it, right? Yeah, they're we'll still say- standing
1: near it. Yeah, they're not on it. They got off their motorcycles, but they're standing near it.
4: In my hand, I have a little device with a button on it i planted a bomb in their uh, motorcycle
1: oh i love this so this is going to be you stowed away something hidden is what you're wanting to roll for so you're going to roll with plus three
4: i rolled a three so that's just a six Oh, so- Oh no! I spent three stress. <gasps> oh, you thought you did it. Oh, but who was lurking in the background? Well, I have the I have the device. I hit it to set to do something. You know. Ooh. I smugly walk out. My eye patch is on the other eye again.
1: Uh, I know. I know exactly what happens. You go to like click on it, and then you're like, "What? What's going on?" And then somehow, Kim. You flashback to the preparations of the twins to where they get on their motorcycle after they see Alex pull off. And then one of them gets in the sidecar and goes, well, this feels funny. And they reach in and there's that. <laughs> and then you see them go and put it on your helicopter as you're like hitting the button. And then Kim turns and like your helicopter has this fucking giant mural of the, your face on the side of it. And, mm-hmm. it, like, <laughs>
2: and, uh, totally and cool. it's
1: like. And then. Yeah, it's really cool. And the helicopter explodes, and landing at the feet of Kim is the shrapnel of Kim's face on the side of it, and it just says El Jefe beneath it. Kim's like has a fucking cigar in the picture, and she looks cool as shit. Um, and every time we do see the picture, the eye patch is on a different eye.
4: When it comes, to, when the camera comes back, I mean, I do have a cigar that I'm smoking. Yeah, you, you now have
1: a cigar, your signature cigar that we've all known was there. <sighs> I'm and like grumbling so you, to myself. <sighs> yeah, so you 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 now do that. You just see behind you, Tess. Cackling, you're gonna mark two additional stress. Uh, she so goes.
4: Laughing at me, I was trying to help her.
1: And she goes, "See, this is what I told you. You gotta follow my rules. Every time you try to do loose cannon stuff like this, it just blows up in your face." We cut over to Jerry, and you're Fred still. Nobody paying attention to you. You're just kind of in this in this place, and you 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 have this strange like sense of of like camaraderie with all the gingham bots as you just see them buzzing around and you've put together that there are a variation of uh, of around probably 26 or so bots and each of them are marked with a different letter on their chest as you do see there's one gingham bot that doesn't be seen to use the servant's entrance uh, that is like kind of looking at you from down a hallway and you notice that this gingham bot has a G on his chest. I was kind of going to save this for later, but let's do it now. What? We flash back...
2: We flash back to the day that Gabriella was killed. Mm-hmm. And we see that Jerry was called or Fred was called to clean up the mess and did. <gasps> but what we don't see is that Jerry actually has put Gabriella's brain into <gasps> the G the G Gingham robot. Uh, as he as he see as he finds Jerry finds out shockingly that Fred had been in love with Gabriella the whole oh, time my God, so and plans to secretly run away with her on our uh, ride her I away as like kind this. of a spend- He's not sure what the dream is, but the hope is to get the little bracelet off. How much stress are you
1: spending to roll? Well, golly, I really need this to work, so let's go ahead and do the three. I love it. Also, just fun note about this game: the way stress works, the more stress you get, eventually you blow up, and it's a good thing. And you you just reset to zero. So like getting stressed is actually really fun and it's good just to take as much well. because Brandon uh, better made the only per- game and it's perfect. Um, so yeah, so roll with a plus three and it's a good choice I did because that is a seven on the dice, which
2: means that's a full success in the world. And uh, so yeah, you see Jerry like just working it feverly, like dusting with his other hand sometimes so that the thing, the little bracelet, doesn't
1: shock him. So I, yeah, so pretty much what's gonna happen is like this is one hundred percent true. That is why I have no one really put to together that gingham bot g was actually not gabriella this whole time because it was gabriella uh, the brain of it and then during this uh jerry does put together since he's worked so closely with the gingham bots that it's actually an acronym because of course it is underneath all the letters it has like the little uh gingham he's polishing it with his with, his, with the butt of his palm and just rubs and the dots are there like wait a minute that's not a sp- That's not sauce. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, it stands for General Information Needs Gathering Helpful Artificial Man. And so at the end of the flashback, Fred winks at the G-Gingham (laughs) bot and then kind of goes down
2: the other way, dusting stuff.
1: And then like the G-Gingham bot like kind of like flirtily like kind of goes down the hallway as uh, you, Jerry, hear the voice of Mother Valdez. I'd be like... Hmm. Well, I came here looking for Tess, but I didn't know that she was letting the help just wander about. What are you doing here, little doom marmot boy? I'm dusting, ma'am. I'm I'm, I'm doing my dusting rounds. And he begins starts to hold up his phone, like looking down and away from her, remembering that the electric shocks actually hurt. Yeah. And then so I, I need you to roll spot something out of place. And so Passions is based on telenovelas. You, there's certain questions in it that sometimes sound like it'd be a bit more risque. It's all about how you want to play it. Uh, so the first question is, Is have you been intimate with this person recently? And that can mean any kind of intimacy or closeness. It doesn't just have to be like sexual romantic. Oh, no, no. I I, I clean this lady's house all the time and the
2: houses of her children and all of this. So, um, no, I'm, I know all about these people's nonsense. They don't know anything about me. You're gonna
1: plus one on that. And then I'll go ahead and say you're not free of other distractions actions though since you just saw uh Gingham bot g no i'm
2: focused on my on walking happily with my robot mm-hmm. you friend want, you want to go marry
1: this robot we just want to go be free together we t- yeah and then uh so you're gonna plus one on this roll nine Well, you get to ask one question off of this spot oh, wait no 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 i'm good i get to ask two i get that as 11 because i just i mark one of those which i'm frazzled okay. so, yeah you just mark uh so you get to ask two question off of the spot something out of place list what are you planning?
2: Do you have anything good? Go- you have anything good uh, going on that, that, that I should be aware of? I'm sorry, I should be, I should be out of here, but uh, I just want to make sure I'm done before everything starts.
1: And she like kind of trusts you too with his spots about that place success. And she goes, well, actually, since you're already here, I don't really want to stay here longer than I have to. And she hands you a vial. and She goes, I need you to make Tessa st- a-, a special drink with this. She goes, don't worry, it's one of her favorite flavors. And she gives like a menacing laugh as she hands you. A vial of poison.
2: Well, I've learned it's best not to question anyone's motives or, qu- or anything, so I'll just put this in my pocket and then make a drink for her later for sure. That's going to happen.
1: What's your second question?
2: What's your character hoping to get from what? So what do you got like long term is like plans for yourself. Are you feeling like you like one of your children more than any of the others?
1: Or She's just tired of all her kids trying to kill each other. And so she just wants. uh, So you kind of put together that she just wants to kill all of her kids before they kill each other.
2: Golly, Joel, is this about something? Yeah, (laughs) of course.
1: Once again, Paul, you've solved my riddle. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you can tell that, uh, that, that it's just, it's a nefarious plot all across the board. Numi, come in. It's me, Catalyst. You copy. Numi, Numi, are you there?
4: Stop it, Catalyst. You know she's gone. You saw her fall into that portal just like I did.
1: No. No, she can't be. We can't. We can't have lost Noomi and Birdie like that.
4: If it wasn't for your flash bomb, we would both be dead right now. So focus up!
1: How are we losing this bad compost? How do they know our every move?
4: Don't worry, Kenna. They won't find us here. The swamp is my little secret. (laughs) You can't find it unless I want you to.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the funny thing about secrets, compost. They always have a way of getting out.
5: Who in the hell are you? And how did you get in here?
1: Oh, don't worry. I'm not here for you. I know you. Alex told me all about you. Harry. Well, if you know who I am, then I guess you know why I'm here. If you kill us, that's not going to stop the fun bunch from taking you down. Oh, no. I'm not here to kill you. Quite the opposite, in fact.
4: Well, I'm not going to stand around and listen to this.
1: I told you. I'm not here for you, swamp witch. Stop. Now, if you just come with me, I have a trap to set. You'll have to try harder than that. Your tricks won't fool me. Ah,
2: Catalyst, run! No!
1: Well, see you soon. We cut back to the mountaintop. Fernando and Jose have, have sped away. Alex, you're getting on top of your motorcycle as you can hear what you're all too familiar with of the sound of an exploding helicopter.
5: Uh, <laughs> as, as
1: many a time, uh, Kim's helicopters constantly explode, as is a running gag uh, in the Heaven Cove show that we all know and love. Um, what are you doing?
3: Well, yeah, you see the the helicopter explosion reflected in my sunglasses, um, as, I, as I just don't I don't flinch at all. I just mm. keep on driving very very cool
2: There should be clear Fred definitely flinches and knocks another face
3: <laughs> And like Fred barely <laughs> hears it too once
1: again exact same face
3: you see me drive and then it, the the screen like fades We fade out to black and then fade back into the to the interior of the room where where Tess is I, I throw open the door
1: Tess is, you're back in her her mansion. Fred is no longer around. Uh, you're you're now in Tess's uh, reading room. All the books have just been like covered and sprayed in gold. You can't open them, but they now look beautiful and are finally useful because they're good to look at. What are you doing? I'm
3: going to, I'm going to strike out at Tess
1: with, with my voice. All right, great. So, uh, you have caught them off guard. So you get a plus one yeah, th- and they throw, I throw open the and door. And they have just wronged you because they, yeah, they did, play you. so you'll get a plus two on strike out at, uh, at somebody.
3: Okay. I get
1: an eight all right choose one
3: I drive back in I I come to the to the mansion I throw open the door where I catch um, Tess off guard what is Tess doing
1: Tess was in there and she's like she. She had some documents that she was like going over. She has like a desk in there and she like cover, covers them up, shoves them in like a desk drawer. So she was like, she was like obviously scheming some shit. You do see, <laughs> you see like uh, Jose and Fernando's motorcycle plans and like the layouts of their house. And then you see, you do catch like a glimpse of like some, of some like the layouts of like a gingham bot. And then there's like even like, and this is, this all happened so fast, but there's like a gingham bot. With like a little drawing next to it of a brain with question marks and like arrows pointing to the head, and she shoves <laughs> it all in a drawer. And so, which one was the one that you picked again?
3: I'm able to leave with my dignity intact, but I do need to strike out at her. Okay, yeah. So first. go ahead and
1: strike out. But uh, pretty much, it's just like uh, you're, she's not going to get any leverage over you.
3: And then, so I throw open the door as she shuffles away her plans, and I say, "Really, you're still scheming? You don't care about anyone except yourself. This is why we've bro- We fell apart. Also, all the, oh, the hitting. You slapped." me every time we do anything dramatic. I really, really, really don't like that. That is not how a friend treats someone else. And all you care about is money. You're just constantly scheming and you're trying, you're trying to steal your family's fortune or at least accelerate it. And it's just causing this, this toxicity in you, this, this, this rot. And I just see it from inside. And I, I just we can't, you don't know me anymore. And I, I, I leave. Oh. Or I try to leave. Yeah, I, you, I try to, you,
1: you, I like literally just came in to you leave are, dramatically. Uh, yeah, you, 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 go to, you go to walk out Yeah,
3: let's say like I even, I, I was I was honestly maybe even intent on like trying to yeah. to reconcile. And I see that again, she's trying yeah, to, she just to get her parents' it. it's fortune. The, it's the she's same
1: trying to, shit. It's, it's the typical season shit every three tests, as we all know. Um, And you're so <laughs> mad. So you go to turn and walk out. And then, as we as we all see too, this is like a common theme in the show. Tess is always trying to reach out to grab your shoulder and never really does because she's too scared. But for once, finally, she does it. She reaches out and you feel the, the, the hand of, of your old best friend. All the memories come flooding back of the years that you spent together. You no longer think of the bad times. And then you just hear Tess just go, I just don't know how to stop. And I need your help. And And, and, and you see this heart... Heart wrenching moment. And then from the shadows, because this is like a f- fucking like, double storied study room, uh, there's a bunch of like, there's a shadowy corner where Kim is cleaning her gun and she realizes Tess is about to break the pack they had. What are you doing, Kim?
4: I have my giant gun out. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to demand what I deserve. And I have the uh, ability as El Jefe uh, Plato Plomo. Whereas when I demand what I deserve, and I have the physical upper hand, which I hope I do with a massive gun, they take yeah. an extra two stress if they don't concede to my will. Ooh, so, okay, um,
1: so that's ooh. great. You definitely have the upper hand, as you're like you—you you have uh, the upper, the, the the high ground on them, and you're holding a gun on both of them. Are you offering something to them a value in return?
4: I'll kill their bro- her brothers. I feel I'll, I'm helping. So yeah. Like that's
1: valuable. Do you love them in this moment? I think you, I think in the, and then they, once does again, does love
4: me is the, do they
3: love you? Yeah.
1: Or do they love you? I think, I think that there is some like, and once again, passions This is all open to interpretation. This is just, you have a long character history and lots mm-hmm, of things. So mm-hmm. there is, although hard feelings, I do think there is love between the two of you. So I'm gonna give you a plus two on demand what you deserve. Um, and so give me that role and then, and then demand it. Nine. You kind of deserve it. You, yeah. So demand what you deserve and then I get to choose I, and so this is going to be a split for both Alex and Tess. So you'll also get to pick one Shelby off of this list. But first we need Shannon to d- to demand it.
4: Tess, we had a deal. Does our history not mean anything? Like, I'm going to help you. Don't you de- ignore her. I see Tess keeps looking over at Alex. She keeps, I was like, no, don't, don't look at her. Look at me. Don't look away from this. Tess.
1: As soon as this happens too, like the camera, like the focal point kind of goes on to Tess and we're switching back and forth between like looking at Kim and Alex and then the way the camera's actually shot from behind, uh, the left shoulder is where we actually see the perspective of Kim standing up above and there's now like this red lighting on Kim's face as it looks like uh, like she's on top of uh, Tess's left shoulder. And then we cut to the other angle where we now see Alex over the right angle. There's this angelic glow coming from the moonlight hitting Alex his face as she looks holding out a hand for her friend and Tess is literally choosing between uh, betraying her family or running away and starting anew uh, and she is, is terrified so first Alex how do you react before like are you going to try to convince Tess or what are you doing because right now Tess is torn And so I'm going to hold choosing what the reaction to uh, Kim is so you can do something first, Alex.
3: Again, all the, the memories of our of our past friendship kind of going through my head and I have like a brief moment of weakness. And then as I see Kim just openly admit that, oh, like you had you would come to me and and help like, kind of like, again, like effectively made a plan with her to help scheme and and do all the things that I knew that she was doing anyways. I just, I do a quick exhale, I grab her hand and I like throw it away. You two deserve each other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think exactly uh, what's gonna happen is um, they uh, concede to Kim's will And they, like, step in. And so, like, the same kind of, like, red lighting that kind of came out of seemingly nowhere now washes over Tessa's body as the moonlight kind of gets covered in shadow and, like, the white angelic glow... As washed away, as Alex is like kind of like brushed off in the shadows as she steps out of the study once again, finding herself alone. And then in the in the hallway, she sees the twins now wearing uh, matching track suits. And then one is standing, and the other one that was in the sidecar is uh, sitting in a chair next to him. Uh, As we all thematically know, they like to do. They both are are like holding out blades, and they go, "Is it time?"
3: I give them a, a curt nod. And I walk away.
1: And then we cut down to Fred, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I've actually
2: gone back to the bad, the bad side of town. I'm going to the barrio. The barrio. I'm going home. I'm leaving. To my shitty little house wherever yeah, it is. So
1: you, you actually you actually live in the gingham junkyard. Uh, where it's where all the old discarded gingham bots are because what what people actually don't know about Fred is that he actually was the one that put Gabrielle's brain into a gingham bot and he has this whole working knowledge and within this yard Fred uh, and it's like hidden too in, in these mounds of trash you've hollowed out one where you walk in and you have all these like discarded gingham bots put back together and different sceneries of like friendship and just like camaraderie and there's just like all these things and then you have this weird Gabrielle Shrine made out of these as you go back to your little your little uh, heaven cave of, of, of discarded robot parts of your father.
2: Oh, boy. This has really helped. I feel really good. This is great. It's all going really awesome. I am going there to find my big cart full of chemicals. I'm going to use my cart full of chemicals to analyze this uh, antidote, this poison, rather. Well, I'm assuming it's a mm-hmm. poison that was given to me by Mother and uh, see if I can cook up an
1: antidote. Yeah, great. So you're able to do that with your, your science shit that we all know Fred could do as I Audience members, obviously, uh, everyone has discounted Fred, but that, you know, he is, uh, you know, there's a whole subplot of it that we'll get into later. It's called Breaking Fred. So as this is happening, Fred is working on this, but then Jerry actually hears the voice of his father coming from one of the cobbled together... Robot statues.
2: So Fred's gotten pretty high during this. He found some. He found some uh, pipe, halfing pipe leaf in his in his in his bag when he when he was on the way home. But but it takes him a minute. But then yeah, Jerry does actually process this. And uh, how would you like me to roll? That do I just hear? Can I just hear? Yeah, things you just kind of like you
1: start to like hear things, and then you remember back to the weird vi- uh, Doom vision that you had, where you started to hear your father, like your father looked at you and just said, "Find me," and you start to hear hit, like you start to hear this robot just go, "Jerry, Jerry, Jerry, you, you found me!" <gasps> no, no shit, Jerry. I, uh, sure looks that way. And, then, and so, like you, you walk Dad? up to the, you walk up to like the robot, and you're trying to talk to it, and then you hear from another robot behind you, his voice comes from there, it goes, Jerry, I'm over here, Jerry, I'm over here. Oh, come on. I'm gonna stand in the middle of
2: the room, just saying okay, whatever acoustically, I
1: think that would work, because you're in the one spot where I can hear, okay, anyways, listen, I don't have, I don't have a lot of time. I just gotta, it's great to see you. I, I, I didn't,
2: okay, okay, listen. Well, that's not you at home, is it? It, it is,
1: but it is. I'm not-
2: You know what? Keep going with your thing, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, part of me is in, that is my body. Uh, the, but I'm- I'm- I'm in here. This is the thing, you got- Okay, listen, I know you're hooked up, you don't have a lot of time, and I, uh, you got- you gotta get out of here fast, cause the longer y'all stay in here, you don't- you have less of a chance to exit get out. No,
2: it's like anamorphs, right? Like, yeah,
1: yeah, but you know, here's the thing, so I- I not know, I-, I You- are with Heather, right? Who? Heather.
2: Oh shit, yeah, 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 <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> always, yeah. You're with here, right? yeah.
1: She's the key to all this. She can, she can, she can break. And then the voice stops.
3: Oh no.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. Jerry brings, Jerry finishes, goes back to cooking his antidote and like tries to mull this off her and like hopes he can remember to write it down
1: in the journal. We cut (laughs) back to Kim. you all in this fucking cool tower room because it looks so spooky and you're plotting and shit like that. It's you and Tess. What, What are you doing? I hand
4: Tess a cigar and I light it for her. Really cool. Uh, <laughs> so we're both smoking cigars. Cool. My eye patch is on the other eye. You can see behind me there's just like an arsenal of all my guns uh and i we've definitely been doing cocaine so so uh,
2: i believe we established last episode it's
1: dwarf no, 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 this one uh, in this world it is definitely a cocaine uh full on, I, oh, i'm sorry about sorry to bother you beautiful props is- amazing cocaine pure as shit mm cocaine get it in your body okay so you're doing cocaine hanging out one of my props is a trunk full of drugs so it's
4: cocaine, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay so what uh what's the plan tess
1: <laughs> well we did all the cocaine, so we're, we're pretty sharp right now, we really can't make any bad decisions, and that's what's great about cocaine. So, I think this is pretty straight up. I, I don't know if you've ever noticed this about Gabriella, but you notice how we're, when we all eat dinner, and she just has a plate of oil? <laughs>
4: i just thought that gabriella was weird
1: well she's all yeah. honestly she's always been pretty weird but and she like slides yes. you this picture and she goes i think that gabrielle might have been murdered years ago and she's been replaced with a gingham bot and i think and then she shows a picture of alex taking a picture of fernando <laughs> and jose hiding the body and telling Fred to like do this because it's like it's this this whole because like because pretty much like there's like the first picture we saw that Alex showed and then we like the zoomed out version with Alex in it. To show this one and then we have like a further one showing like Fred taking a picture because Fred's just kind of confused in the third picture too doesn't really know how he's in this plot at all because he seems to be in a whole side thing but still needs to be kind of included once again so the viewers know he's still in the A plot and she goes if we can use this it will actually invalidate all of their claims to the inheritance because first of all Fernando and Jose would have killed Gabriella, and then Gabriella is dead and she won't get anything, and as we all know, Robots aren't people, so the robot wouldn't get anything, even if yes. hypothetically yes. they put Gabrielle's brain in there and so it still had the sentient thoughts and feelings of my sister, which I would disregard completely unless there was a compelling speech to make me think otherwise. But that clearly will not happen because this is a foolproof pan, and she just like fucking takes a huge mm. ass rail of cocaine and there's like a strike of lightning and she goes, and that's the plan. We're gonna show mother and father this and then if it doesn't work, she pulls out a gun rivaling the size of yours.
4: Oh yes, I take mine out as well.
1: We'll kill everyone on this island, including and she cocks it, mother and father.
4: Sounds good to me, Tess. And I like cock my giant gun. And yeah, she, and so at the sound of the cocaine. cocking
1: of a gun, another lightning bolt strikes, and then we flash to seeing it as Alex is staring out a window with Jose and Fernando uh, standing behind them, both brandishing knives, and they go, "So, how are we gonna do this? You want us? You want us to take take her out, and you'll take out Kim, or?" What's going on?
3: I pause. I I don't respond immediately because you could tell I'm thinking. Um, And I I do, like you hear, uh, it it is, there's like a a brief, like a very light, light twinkling of piano as I, as I think um, to myself, does this make me as bad as Tess? She's, she's always scheming. She's always, she doesn't care about anyone but herself, but. Am I not just as bad for working with the twins to, to effectively reach the same means? Who am I? I, I, I don't recognize myself anymore. I thought I was doing what was right, but it all feels so wrong. And I a, a single tear rolls down my cheek, sparkling. And then I, I, I snap back and I say, "I'm sorry. Sorry. What did
1: you say?" Do you want us to kill our sister, or are you gonna kill her? And then if we kill our sister, do you want to kill your longtime friend, Kim Bennett?
3: That wasn't part of the deal.
1: <laughs> if we kill Tess, Kim, Kim's in league with her. We, we got to take them both out. We, you know how this works. You know, as soon as you're in league with somebody, it's all in.
3: I, I turn and I like bite my knuckles because I know I, I, I'm not. And oh, I punch the wall. I'm angry, but I'm not angry at them because I know what they're saying is true. Um, and I know that that's what has to happen. And I say, that's the only way I'll do it.
1: Wait, so you're gonna kill your friend, or are we killing killin her? Which one?
3: Okay, so like you <laughs> guys are kill- uh, uh, all right. So like let's back up. So you guys are k- killing your sister. Um, I gave you all that information. Then I'm I'm gonna kill yeah. kill Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 yeah. that's what you want to show right. us well, right? Well,
1: first thing before we go, to that um, uh, uh our, my parents did say they wanted to stop by and grab a couple of drinks for the road. All right. All right. Great. yeah. So we'll go by swing swing by their Diamond Mansion, grab a couple of tasty beverages, cause uh the mommy mommy and daddy love us so much, and they're gonna fill up our good little boy belly. And then we're gonna go kill our sister.
3: You you don't have to say it like that. I, I, I just have some
1: tact. We're talking about good little boy belly, but we got good little boy. i was bellies. talking about the,
3: the 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 kill our sister kind of thing. Oh. Like I thought we were supposed to. I don't know, like be like pensive. That's and true. That's like true. And, the, and then like lightning strikes again,
1: and immediately they have pensive faces on.
3: <laughs> okay, I, I, Alex looks a little bit more comfortable.
1: This isn't good at all. Callous, this whole team's gotten cold. I'm not getting any vitals from Tom. <laughs> what, do, what are we gonna do, File Not Found? Breach! We can't breach anyone. We need to stay here. Breach! Ah, mm. oh, fuck, you mean someone breached the security. Protect, friend. Brantley, you stay with them. We'll go out with File Not Found. Ah, oh, shit! Oh, I forgot you're here, Wabi. And, and don't, don't count,
5: count out Claudio.
1: Claudio. Wait a minute. Have we officially been introduced? Because I know we've been doing stuff together, but I don't... Did we, like... Officially me? I,
3: I don't know, know. I, I kinda of just got thrown in the mix and, mix and now I'm being treated like, like I've always been, been here.
1: Yeah, and I feel like, uh, if we didn't yet, it'd be a real weird time to do it now, especially given the fact that I forgot both of you have been here the whole time and helping me out. Oh, oh wait, wait a minute, you can, can understand, understand me? Oh shit! Yeah, I can, but uh, I guess it's probably because I already have a link with Wabi through Alex. Ah, yeah. So, so in the same way, way, Alex can hear and understand me. Understand you can't through her. Yeah, I didn't actually know that she could, but I assumed with you being surprised that I could hear you would be. It's because there's some kind of selective amount of people that can communicate with you like this. Yeah, it is the clear conclusion anyone would make in a selective conversation-based friendship like we all have. Breach. <clears throat> Oh yeah, the compound breach. Okay, so we'll take care of that, and you just make sure the fun bunch is still safe inside. Let's
2: Let's go go do some some crime. crime.
1: Woo! Crimes. Crime? Wait a minute, are we doing crimes now? Is this a huge dynamic shift? What happened? Like we get like a flash we see like this opening it's like the exact center of the island top of heaven cove uh, as we see walking from afar on one end uh tess and kim and on the other end we see walking up alex with the twins and then we from from even further away uh we see jerry running up as fred what are you doing fred also fred you notice that everybody has a, a drink in their hand too even Kim. Kim, Kim has like a Kim Kim has like three cigars, a very large gun and one tasty-ass looking beverage that looks like a similar color that you saw Mother give to you, like the vial. Uh-oh. Oh no,
2: oh I, well, I, yeah, well, I guess I better get a dozen not serving drinks. And uh, Fred goes to sort of find the bar and get into place doing his what seems like sort of an instinctual doom behavior. He doesn't understand exactly why
1: he knows how to do bar-
2: banquet service, but he's doing banquet service. It is service. interesting, too,
1: because Fred, like, instinctually goes to look at the bar, even though it is like an open valley that you're in. there is, like, a, a bar set up out there because any good occasion uh d- deserves a drink and so there is a fully stocked bar
2: oh sure it's right over by the gazebo, gazebo. yeah there,
1: there is a gazebo gazebo in here for sure as we all know all gazebos in the uh de- detention uh white rabbit machines are gazebo gazebos uh, that was part of the this is like a little out of game it's fun. like the,
2: it's like madden nfl well, it's, it's yeah, like it's it the gazebo game family the...
1: helped. you know helped you <laughs> Help pay for the coma bed machines to be made, under the understanding that any gazebos made within these are gazebo Gazebos. Once again, this is just been well, a little fact. we're not doing it for yeah, free. It's, it's, you know, it's fun. Anyways, so uh, Fred, Fred is trying to make a bunch of drinks uh, to mix up some anecdotes. Well, no, Fred is making a bunch of drinks. Let's let's hold on about seeing what Fred's going to uh, so be yeah, doing. So yeah, Fred but... goes to uh, make make up uh, a bunch of drinks, and so you all meet in this clearing. Kim and Alex, you meet eyes. Lightning's going off ever. I excuse, excuse it's, me, I have it's, one eye. It's, oh, I. You meet, you meet, I. Kim, you meet one. You I meet, meet your eye, eye at, uh, at Alex. Alex, both of your eyes go onto Kim. Uh, the eye patch moves. We, lightning strikes. It's raining <laughs> hard as fuck. <laughs> uh, also, keep in mind, it's raining hard as shit. Kim's cigar is still burning perfectly. All three all three of them at this point what kind of matching outfits do uh fernando and jose what are they wearing they're wearing matching ponchos as it's raining and they don't want to get their hair wet because they just had it done like we all know plastic that.
4: like clear plastic ponchos mm-hmm.
1: yes yeah, the clear plastic one they're kind of like translucent they still look kind of fashionable but yet they keep you dry and that's what they want so we what are y'all doing
2: I'm just serving drinks to everyone. Everyone gets a drink off of my tray. I'm gonna call my thugs to be back up.
1: So you you whistle and a helicopter hovers above. Another one. And, and a co- like two ladders come down and a bunch of thugs uh, roll down and they're all wearing uh it's it kind of looks like Batman uh, Batman thugs where they're all wearing masks with Kim's face on it. As in this as in this world, Kim loves to be seen. <laughs>
4: And I...
2: Uh, Can I get you fellas some drinks? Would you like... Could don't you, talk would to you my son. Th- like no, don't. Stop.
4: I zap you. I'm, I I'm, shock I'm you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah,
1: you zap and the oh. one drink you're going to hand to Kim, you drop out of your hand and she does not grab it
4: um so i i also have to i name all my thugs i just name them after shrek characters as well <laughs> um uh-huh. so there's donkey and fiona and everything uh so d- do i need to roll now or do i want to wait till
3: i actually get them to do anything i was just calling
1: uh, so in yeah, you, d- you just kind of call them that'll be your action you get them there okay. uh, and then right uh, Alex, what, what are you doing
3: i am gonna try to spot something out of place because seems, there seems like there's something going on. This, something about Fred doesn't doesn't seem right to me.
1: Have you been intimate with this person recently? I don't think anyone really has, because I don't think anyone likes or pays attention to Fred no. enough. <laughs> uh, and right now, Jerry's the only one that has kind of a weird tap into his actual Jerry consciousness, because it does seem the deeper you go into the white rabbit machine, it's kind of harder for each of you to really be pulling who you are in this weird way. Uh, so you, you're going to get a plus zero from that. And you are not free of other distractions currently, so you're going to get just a flat roll on this spot something out of place. Oh, that's still a 10. Okay, you get to ask two off the list.
3: I'm going to kind of try to hopefully answer two with what what are you planning and then what do you have of value or use and try to use that to say that I... I can somehow divine that that Fred is planning to poison some one or some of the of the drinks, and that potentially again, I want to try to like spot. So, so Paul, you can tell me how this this yeah, potentially turns your two side. You, like, I want like, to see if yeah, I so like. what what is I... the question?
2: What questions do you actually want asked? What are, answered What are here? you planning?
3: What do you have a value or use? Because I would love to say that I see you kind of like turn your back and like. Put one in there, which becomes something that I can use that information, and I can sure. see what you are planning. It is how I envision it, but I'm open to other.
2: So what am I planning? Is I have I have clearly made drinks, and it, let's say yes, you saw me seemingly kind of turn my back at, on against the the drinks, and you can't really speak to what may have happened there, but something happened there. And what do I have of value or use? Well, it would probably be any information about what that was and or something i might have that might counteract the effects of a thing meaning in game you uh, let's say you you could assume i have an antidote for anything i might have adulterated a drink with Mm. and knowing in out of game that i do in fact have both those things in my pocket so
3: okay Alright, I will I will keep that information again. You you see like the like a, a, a quick turn of the face as and I lock you get eyes a plus
1: with plus one on anything that you act uh, based off of that
2: information on. But yeah, you're you're hip to my you're hip to my poisoning people thing. Yeah, I've slipped you a, a dozen Mickeys or Donalds or whatever goofies. Pluto's Pluto's. <laughs> Kim,
1: okay, mean, you have your thugs now. Uh you feel thirsty as shit.
4: I have, you said I, I have a, he had, I made him drop another one, but I have this beautiful, you, like weird colored drink. Yeah, you oh, have this I other like drink that big,
1: you got because oh, I love
4: alcohol, Because uh, I love drugs and alcohol. And I
1: take yeah, a big sip. Tess also, she got, she got a, she got a call from that, uh, for well, she actually had a gingham bot deliver some drinks from her, and mm-hmm. so both of you had that. But yeah, you're thirsty as shit, and you realize you've been holding this drink for seemingly oh, forever, so and it looks so tasty.
3: I want to run up and smash it I'm out taking of her it. hands. It's coming towards my mouth.
1: Okay, I Get want. I want slowly. each of to you. Mouth. This is what we're gonna just do. Each of you give me a flat two d six roll off. Let's see who wins. Oh, I want the goons to beat up Alex. Nine. Dang. I
4: also got a nine.
1: Okay, All okay, right. one more roll. Because I, and then this is what happens too. You're running, it's getting closer, and we just keep cutting back, running, closer, running, closer, running, closer. I got a five. Five from Kim. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. Yes. What does that mean? Does Good. it mean I drink so it? So that means, and so like, <laughs> Alex is like running closer, running closer. We cut back, running, cut back, closer, running, running. Then Alex trips and falls. Kim takes just a giant gulp. So mm. fucking satisfying. Mm. tasty, tasty, tasty. And then mm. the camera kind of cuts. We see Kim's silhouetted body as it just looks like this red liquid is just pouring down her throat to her stomach And we now see a counter in her stomach that just has two minutes And we cut back to Kim is now satisfied as fuck with this drink Alex has tripped and fallen on her face and then at this point Alex You you have fallen on your face and you start to feel uh, like the Kim's thugs start to surround you as they thought that you were trying to attack her what are you doing?
3: I want to. I want to accuse someone of lying to their face. Okay. And I want to accuse
1: Fred. Okay, so you definitely have an audience. I
3: haven't even said anything, man. Come on, <laughs> You lady. definitely have
1: an audience. Like Mickey Mouse. Do you have Please. any evidence?
3: Um. So I do have. I would say that I. I. No. I mean, I have evidence that I saw him something, or I didn't see him pour no, something in. you just in. said
2: that. You're just saying that.
3: <laughs> I have, I bet there's something on his person, and I also have, so as far as evidence, I have Kim's drink if she didn't drink all of it, to the point where I'd say like, oh hey, like you, you drink this, but I don't, I don't necessarily know that that's the case. I guess it is circumstantial if, if when I spot, if I, if I, if I, when I spotted something out of place if I saw you pour it in, then I do, if I didn't then I don't. So didn't.
1: I'll say because the way that spots something out of place, you get plus one moving forward on it, so you would have information, so you'll actually get a plus three in total on this roll.
3: Ooh. Six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So I would get to pick three they must act with desperation before they can act against you i'm definitely picking that one um so i'm gonna pick their surprise scared or flustered i'm gonna say (laughs) you admit your falsehood or mark off stress and i am right as i i it's pouring down rain and we're all on the mountaintop for some reason just standing around with fred serving people Mm -hmm. drinks i i trip in the mud they have their own ways again just like fall in the mud i'm like just covered in i'm just like wet and like covered in dirt as kim's um bodyguards are are coming after me i say fred i saw what you did Kim, we've had our differences, but I will not let this happen. I can't let this happen. This isn't who I am. Fred is trying to kill someone here. I keep drinking it as you're saying this. This delicious margarita. Oh, <laughs> yeah. look, oh my look, god! Look, look. <laughs> oh, time right. the timer. Jesus. The still counting it's like, down. It's, it's like picking up. Yeah, you see. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like no. And then I, I, um, I, I try to. I'm just gonna have a knife. I'm gonna have like a cool, a cool knife that like means something to me, and I want to like. Use it to like Knock the margarita Out of your hand Before
1: you do that Fred needs to react So Fred You're going to You need to act With desperation And you're, you're caught off guard And you're flustered And you also have to admit Any of your plans That what you were doing
2: Oh well, I wouldn't worry about that, Joel. I think we're, we were about to find out what old Fred's plans were to begin with uh, just pretty soon here, now that everyone's finished their drinks. Uh, excuse me, everyone! <laughs> and, uh, Fred starts banging the two, uh, two glasses together, but they're just plastic
1: because it's a cheap nightmare world. Um... And so it doesn't really yeah, make that we, much noise we cut to and then okay, we also listen, see like, the very bottom of the mountain the, the base of the island it's just covered in disregarded plastic utensils and plates uh, that they just throw off the side of this that's what their trash pickup is as throwing things into the ocean and we cut back to nobody's really paying attention
2: but the gingham bots have all kind of circled around <gasps> and, and raised their arms and make a thunderous roar and the G one kind of moves forward and, Fred's, and Fred steps up okay so I was gonna try and wait and like for a more appropriate moment but you kind of called my thing um i've poisoned all of you oh i shock you oh i'm mad i, I act without thinking oh see yeah that we flash back and we can spend <laughs> for this the Ginghambots bots helping jerry disable his shock yeah, bracelet <laughs> like my character's not a the good person. scene right after yeah, he gets great. the so first how one, you, how many? How many, they, how many? They take him aside as he's many running away. How spend? Well, I'm going to spend them all because we're melting Ooh, down right now. Okay, this perfect. Is like, this is, I mean, this is functionally a meltdown, so let's yeah, keep so, cooking. Yeah, you get to um, a
1: plus three on this. Nice, great. Yeah, so exactly like you just said it. Like Cam, like pulls out her phone and like starts sending you tasks, and then you just pick up. Like you you're pretty much what happens is is the way you deactivate it is you pick up your name tag and you drop it on the ground and then they Ooh. and then they realize the gig worker can turn down gigs. <gasps> oh no. no. They've gotten self-reliance and worth. Look solidarity. And then as soon as you say that all the Ginghambots bots cheer solidarity. So anyway, yeah, I've poisoned all of you.
2: Basically, here's the deal. Kill mother or I won't give you the antidote. Also, I have this, and pulls out an incriminating letter that is from the fa- that is from, uh, the deceased (gasps) father whom Jerry, ha- whom uh, Fred rather, who, who f- whom Fred has, that says, dearest children and family, I hate all of you so very, very much and would only give my fortune to Gabriella, even if she were some kind of robot brain contraption that had been murdered by her twin brothers, which I consider an extreme likelihood given how evil they are in the moonlight. Have you not seen those
1: boys? Signed sincerely, Father Valdez. Yeah, so uh, at this point, like that, that's read aloud, and there's a strike of lightning, and you see Mother Valdez show up, and she goes, "Well, I guess the cat's out of the bag—that your father's dead, and that's just been a skeleton sitting in the window for years, staring down and judging (laughs) all of you." She goes, "And if you want to kill me, let's fucking do it." She pulls out a gun, shoots Fred in the stomach. (laughs) I need you to act with desperation, Fred, and you're gonna take a minus two, as you also mark two more stress.
2: Oh, oh, oh no, this is not looking good for old Fred. My, my, my big, my big tenuva moment. Oh, oh So Fred has revealed
1: that he has the antidote for everybody and they have to kill Mother. Mother has shot Fred. At this point, Alex is on the ground Kim realizing she's been poisoned and the clock hits one minute and she starts to feel a bubbling in her deep down in her <laughs> stomach. Uh, Fernando and Jose Not are- Not the first
4: time I've been poisoned. Fernando and
1: Jose are looking very fucking confused because they're saying if their father's dead, how do they have someone to look up to to be a piece of shit to poor people? And then as soon as this happened, Tess runs to go stab Alex on the ground. Alex, what do you do?
3: I'm going to strike out at Tess. I want to try to like trip her um, with violence. So, yeah, I'm going no, to try to, to, to get out of I'll give you a plus two way.
1: on this. Because uh, she's coming at you and she doesn't expect you to come back at so you've caught them off guard and they have just wronged you. That's an eight. All right, so you get to choose one off of the list.
3: I'm gonna trip her and and take her knife and 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 hold it, try to hold it against okay, her.
1: Yeah, so you just pretty much like she comes at you, you sweep her feet, grab grab her arm, and do this like takedown move to where you're now on top of her, holding the knife up to her throat you have the upper hand she gets a leverage on you but she does mark two stress kim you see this happening your meal ticket is now has a knife to her throat and alex's back is turned towards you and your gun is, is your gun is the biggest it's ever been
5: <laughs>
0: this, I'll Oh say. God, that was.
4: yeah it's a larger a shinier gun yeah um does being poisoned, like hurt my aim. Uh, am I like faltering? <laughs> am I kind of feeling Not my Not eye? yet. Not yet. You're, you, you, you're still at
1: one minute, and as we all know, once you get to the thirty-second mark, is whenever penalties start to hit.
4: i call in my thugs too. Okay, I'm gonna try to shoot Alex, and if I can get my thugs to like so a- attack, do, do I know there's an? A- Sorry, do I know there's an antidote? Well,
1: Fred screamed that there's an antidote.
4: Okay, I'm gonna have my thugs attack Fred to get the antidote. <laughs> These are the two things I want to do. You can tell me which one, or either.
1: So I want you to. We're gonna do two things. I want you to demand what you deserve from your thugs. You're offering the fact that you're telling them what to like. So you get a plus one because the the return is that you they get to serve you, and they do love you in this moment because you know we, the best way to rule is through fear. Uh, so you get a plus two on this.
4: Well, I do have there. There is Wait, a. Like se-
1: why does that mean they love her? They do lo-
4: I, I'm lovable. I'm i sorry, Have, a separate Paul, have thing you ever had somebody mean too. to you and
1: not fall in love with them? Oh no. Um, All right, no, no, you raise a fair point. There are separate That's... mechanics
4: for thugs. Do you oh. want to use those? Yeah, do you have, the... yeah do you, if
1: you have thug mechanics.
4: I have thug mechanics, so uh, it's about four to six people. They have names. It, is The two things are, isn't it an easy job? Is the crew in good health?
1: Uh, it is an easy job because Fred has been shot in the stomach, so he's not going to put a lot of fight up, and they are in good health uh, because you would not allow them to get the drinks to drink, so they would not be poisoned.
2: I was just trying to be cordial and, like, that's what I'm supposed to serve everyone at the thing. Six. On a miss,
4: your target avoids the crew and finds proof that they're yours. Tell us what the proof is. They all have masks on my
2: face. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, they all they all try to run over there and then, like, it's raining so their masks keep slipping and they keep tripping and falling over each other and they can't get to Fred. So the second one, um, I'm going to need you to strike out against Alex and you will have caught him off guard. Um, I don't really... Mm-hmm. Think that they have just wronged you because they literally were trying to save your life, so you're just going to get a plus one on this.
4: So I'm striking out, right? Yeah. So uh, because I have bitter rage, because I've marked four stress, I get another plus one. Right. To strike out with viol- voice or violence, and I, so you're saying I got a plus one, so I get a plus two total. Yeah. Right. Nine.
1: All right, you get to choose one off of the strike strike out at someone list.
4: You cut them deeply, inflict one ad- additional stress. I'm
3: going in for the kill. <laughs> Ooh, can I act with desperation to
1: avoid you're, this? Well, you're gonna mark three stress. Okay, let's oh. see where I'm at. And on. then you can act with desperation.
4: I'll shoot you in the back, dog. Oof. I have antidotes specifically
2: for the two of you. Come on, that's it. terrible. Oh, actually, wait a, in a minute. Of something
1: for- you actually don't have to act with desperation because as soon as Cam pulls the trigger and shoots Alex in the back, we, we start to get this weird sense for all three of you. You see that like uh, Fernando and Jose are like circling mother as they all have like guns drawn at each other. Tess and Alex like are like, you know, like Alex has the knife up to Tess. Fred is like slowly dying. Kim, the counter is about to hit 30 seconds. The tension's ah. are the highest it's ever been. And then the gunshot goes off. There's a shot in Alex's back. It cuts to the clouds. Nobody knows what's happening. The audience is in suspense. They have to wait a whole week to see what happens. On next week's on Heaven Cove, and as soon as this happens, you see a door appear in the ground on top of the mountaintop. Jerry once again recognizing yet another of his father's favorite doorknobs as it appears, and you just see next to you, uh, Bot G come up to you, holding you, and and Fred's dying body, and go.
0: I always loved you and
1: goes in to kiss you and then it stops and he goes all right, son, this is really weird I know that this is just kind of a manifestation of this person's dream But we're not gonna have you kiss this robot get through that fucking door and you gotta get Heather, too And then the robot kind of like so just falls apart as you are grabbed before you can hear what's said because Alex and Kim both ran towards the door pulling you in you find yourself falling down from like f- probably like five, six feet in the air. You all hit the ground. You're in this creepy, dark-ass alleyway. You all look at each other. Jerry, what do Kim and Alex see? They see
2: Jerry. It just looks like fucking Jerry. He's wearing a t-shirt, like a plain t-shirt and orange pants, and there's a dog next to him. And he looks up to you and he says, oh, jeez, guys. <coughs> well, that was fucking weird, right, team? What are we doing? We cut over to Alex.
1: What do they see?
3: Um, Alex's immediately looks down at her stomach to see if she is is shot or is 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 shot, and does not see a bullet and uh, a bullet wound, and is immediately relieved. But she is, um, she's she's dressed very, um, it, it almost like like. Punkish, like very like kind of lots of lots of like straps and and combat boots, um, but but just basically Alex, but just a little bit cooler. She's got a lot of eyeliner on.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we cut over to Kim.
3: Kim likes looks like Kim,
4: but if you like if you've listened to the Mechanics episode when she was younger and like full of crime orphans, she looks shadier. Uh, She looks a little bit more calculating or a little more like kind of lurking in the shadows kind of, you know It's still Kim but she might be back on her bullshit a little bit for this one.
1: Yeah, and so Jerry says that was a weird one, gang. And then the three of you start to look around and survey your settings, and then you start to see this heavy fog move in, and you hear a man running down, screaming, "He's coming! He's coming! He's gonna get me!" And this guy grabs you by the by the, by the shirt, Jerry. He goes, "You gotta help me! You gotta hide me! He's coming!" And then you see far off in the fog this figure approaching and you can just barely see his face obfuscated as the fog clears and Jerry you see the face of your father and then next episode we're gonna be playing monster of the week motherfuckers and that was it Uh, so this was episode 49 uh do y'all have do y'all have any ideas for what this one
4: there's a lot of options. this one could just be called heaven
1: cove Cove, honestly
4: Heaven Cove is good, yeah. And you could get like the telenovela. I like, think an, Heaven intro Cove. Card, I think that's like, it.
1: So this was episode mm-hmm. 49. Heaven Cove. That's fun. And if y'all enjoyed that, that's because we played literally the only RPG you ever fucking need, because you can modify whatever good you, game. you want. Is Passion Stalos Passion. Once again, want to give the plug. Brandon Brandon Leon Gambetta is the creator. He also played Johto 1 and was in Seasons and is also in Spider Day. An amazing player. Also, go check out Brandon's work. He's on Protean City. Uh, I'll know right now he's been mainly working on getting Passions out, and go to the Passions Daily's Passions Kickstarter, you can pre-order it, and then right now, if you want to, you can go pick up the Ashcan, it is available on magpie.com, drive-through RPG, and any place you can get PDFs. It's a super fun game, I, I literally have never had as much fun running a game as I have doing that. But oh, that was great, I made a, I made a cyborg That's what I'm saying, like, the game, the game is ridiculous, Fantastic. the flashback mechanic is one of my favorite, I know it's in other games, uh, but like, it really is, like... This game made me fall in love with flashback mechanics, and I just want it in everything, ever. Um, so once again, go check that game out. Thank you so much uh, for sticking around. We have one more episode. I thought we were going to be able to do this in three, but we can't, We figured, you know, uh, it's, it's fine. So we're going to have one more episode in the coma bed. So we're we're gonna be going into Generation Three, um, and then we'll we'll be you know moving into more stuff. We'll finally be getting back to Mask, and uh, we'll call this the Little Nemo. And mini I forgot arc. to mention this again on the last episode, but I did on the episode before this. Thank you. You've been hearing little cutaways, uh, little side vignette scenes of what's happening outside of the Fun Bunch inside of Heavendale. Thank you to all the voice actors. Oh God, uh, do y'all think that's going no. well?
4: No. It never is. No. Never you is. gotta get Uh-oh.
1: the fucking you gotta get the <laughs> bastard man title somehow um, so yeah thank you to all the voice actors and uh, friends of the show that help with that while well, you can hear all of the people that are contributing voices at the end of all the episodes that we have those little cutaway scenes thank you all so much uh, it's been a fun way for me to kind of help expand on the narrative and uh, thank you for listening that uh, because this has been a fun couple episodes to experimental stuff tweet about the show tell everyone how we're doing tight fun shit uh, and they should listen to it because that's how new people find out about the show is by you telling them that we're cool because us telling people to listen to content that we created doesn't sound genuine. Um, and so I stopped doing it. So I will literally never tell anyone about this show. And if people stop listening, I'll stop making it. So it's on you to keep the content going. Please feel beholden to creators. No, don't do that. Uh, <laughs>
5: Do feel the but whole just deta- ta- uh-huh. just
1: <laughs> tell about it. It'd be tight. Um, also go to our website, criticalbitcast.com. You can find out, see all the fan art. Um this episode, by the time it's dropped, we have already finished Ace Tober. And thank you to everybody that contributed it. So if you go to CriticalBitCast.com, you'll be able to go to the page where we have everything laid out. Last year we did Sacktober. This year we did Acetober. So it is just 31 days of prompts based around Alex, and it's been amazing. Uh, We will be doing a bonus episode that will drop publicly. We're going to do the same thing we did last time. Uh, We'll put up a Patreon-only episode where it will be just just me voicing all the different Alexes. But... If you were one of the people that did 10 or more prompts throughout the month of October, you will have the option to record a line for one of the Alex's in in the Enter the Worryverse special that we're going to be doing, where each of the three uh, main casts are going to be playing an Alex. And it's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll put that up as soon as we get it. But thank you to everyone who participated in that. Go tell people about the show. Tweet about us, not because we're going to name a character after you, just because that's tight. We already covered that. Go to our Patreon, listen to Guess That Stront, And if you want to submit some, you got to become a patron, at least at the $2 level. And that's it. We got merch. We got lots of fun stuff. But you know all that. You love it. Go review us on iTunes. And I'm going to stop because I've drank too much coffee and I want to die.
4: Uh, Mouth Dreams just came out. Listen to Mouth Dreams. That has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> I was just thinking about it.
1: <laughs> this is just well, just a plug. Listen to Mouth Dreams. It's a good album. I just
2: want to say, I, I, speaking on behalf of coffee, that's not why you mm. want to die, George.
1: Capitalism is the flavor of coffee that I got right. Sometimes
4: I have so much coffee I want to die. They're not mutually They're not exclusive.
1: they but... You can't...
2: See, that's why I don't think you
1: can attribute mm. it to the that's coffee at all. solely the coffee. I mean, but yeah, so like I said, go check that out. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this is the final arc of season two. We will have one more episode in the coma beds. And that next episode, which is fucking wild to say, is going to be episode 50.
3: Oh what? Oh my god! Which drops November
1: 17th. Feels so fucking weird that we've done 50 episodes of this. Um... Uh, and that that's it so once again to go check out Passion Sales Passions thank you so much to Brandon, Le- Le- Brandon Leon Gambetta and next week we will be playing Monster of the Week so as always I'm your GM Joel Rez
4: I'm Shelby I'm Shannon
1: and I'm Paul and fall in love with a robot that was your father but then you put a woman's brain <laughs> in it and then y'all got <laughs> shot on a mountaintop look it's important to not read too much into things this is such a good game <laughs> thank you very much to all of the voice actors that lended a voice for our arc seven interlude scenes addison peacock as birdie daniel brin as compost jen De la vega as new me chris wade as new money all the other voices were voiced by myself joel ruiz and special thank you to Brittany pope for her work on the cold open of this episode